Let's roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for ranks, flanks, and kings of war. as they delve into the world of Panathor and bring you worldwide coverage of all things Kings of War. Welcome to Countercharge. I'm Jeremy Duvall. I'm Jesse Bilbia. I'm Keith Conner. And I'm Ralph Enough. And as you heard, we've got a couple of names that have not been on the show before. So before we get to our main topic, let's introduce our new guests. Uh, Jesse, why don't you start off a little bit background story of who you are and where you play kings of war for sure uh, i'm a canadian based kings of war player i would have started late 2016 i think uh first army was ogres i'm another one of those warhammer fantasy uh refugees and i found a game system in a community that really stuck with me and i've been playing consistently ever since um i think i'm up to around four or five armies now and uh yeah absolutely love it it's consumed a lot of my spare time over the last few years, modeling and getting games in as often as I can. And yeah, it's been great. And have you ever lost to Alex Coos if a clock is involved? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have lost a couple times to Alex. But was he on a clock? That's the important oh, question. Oh, yeah. No, actually, the last two tournaments he ran, I took home the title on. So uh, I like to remind him about that as often as I can. Well, let's throw it over to Mr. Keith Conroy. Keith, give us a little bit of... Uh, who you are, where you're from, and you know how long you've been playing Kings of War. So I've been playing Kings of War for, let's see, a couple of years now, since 2016. Um, I'm a member of the Unplugged Gamers um, from New England, um, Connecticut, so uh, our local community with Chris Murphy and Greg Person and Kevin Spear. Um, and we had a, you know, a meeting uh, when Warhammer Fantasy Battles died, and we decided, what are we going to play next? And we had like a game day, and Calvin Mouse had us all meet and we tried out kings of war and we've been hooked ever since um, i was a dwarf player first and foremost so then um getting to hear that i could move around and do other stuff um in the army is really what sold me so i haven't looked back since so it, it's sort of bittersweet to have keith and jesse on the cast today uh as many of you have heard by now we've um lost our friend uh jesse cornwell to his battle with cancer um, for anyone who, who knew Jesse, either personally or through Mastercrafted or, or anything, um, were definitely better off for it. You know, they say laughter is what keeps you young. And I know Jesse has given me at least 20 or 30 more years of life from all the laughter and tears he has given me. But even before we lost Jesse, people were really trying to look at what can we do as a community to help him, help his family, help his memory live on. And we're excited to have Jesse and Keith on the show today to talk about the sweaty gigante UB tournament that they are organizing that's sort of going to be in, in honor of Jesse. So Jesse, why don't you first tell us a little bit about sort of what the tournament is, maybe how you and Keith sort of came up with the idea. Give us maybe uh, some of the the background of what prompted you to want to do this. When the initial post was made uh, a couple weeks back now from Jesse, uh, it kind of struck home to us. And it we took some time to reflect and 
essentially talk about what the Kings of War community had done for us, what Jesse had done personally for us, and what we could do ourselves to try and help one of ours in need. And we came to the conclusion that one of the more fitting ways to raise money and keep memories alive was going to be running uh, this Universal Battle Tournament. Obviously, ideally, we'd like to be doing this in person, but given the circumstances, it's not possible. So this was the uh, best way that we could see moving forward. So after the announcement from um, Jesse, you know, via Fanatics, um, we reached out to him when we decided um, to change our GT that we had planned online um, and spoke with Jesse um, a little at length about his preferences. And, you know, he let us know that um, in honor and in memory of him, um, he would prefer donations go to his um, wife and um, who then in turn would take it to um, every, quote, every single unspayed and unneutered cat in West Virginia. So hearing that and discussing with him his preferences, uh, we received help from Mike Adkins, Alex Cuse, Kyle, um, Countercharge Crew, Dash 28, um, the Northern Kings for help with their scoring system, um, and pulled the community together to get this um, off the ground as best we could, um, and as well as speak with him about the creation of a special unit as a tribute to him, which we'll get into a little bit later. Um, in the pack. So here is our players pack and a couple dates to keep in mind for those interested. Um, we'll start off by saying that if you are not interested in UB, uh, we are accepting donations um, on the Universal Battle Facebook page as well as in um, Fanatic soon. Um, there will be donation information posted. It's my personal um, uh, PayPal and Venmo. Um, we opted to take one large lump sum and then send it on to his family um, at the end. So um, the very, very end of the tournament, um, we're going to come up with that final number that was raised, um, make that an announcement. We're going to go over prizes and tournament results and then send that over to his family. Um, in our players' pack, we have February 20th is the date that we set. It's going to be a three-round, one-day tournament um, to accommodate those who are going to be overseas, different time zones. We figured that you know, one day, three rounds would be a good way to um, let everyone have a fun experience um, in a short amount of time to make sure that the money that we raise is given to family. Um, 1,800 points is going to be the limit, um, and you get a free monster with that, which we'll explain in a little bit. Uh, we will be using the Swiss pairing system, as well as um, Mike Adkins was so gracious to let us use his Vanguard GT setup for Discord. Um, so we'll be using Discord, Tabletop, TO, um, and screen, streaming on YouTube as well. Uh, so going along with that for prizes, for our first prize recipient, we have the official Sweaty Gigante model donated by Mantic Games, um, compliments of Kyle, and painted none, by none other than Billy Captain Smith himself. So that is our current first prize. Um, other prizes may be solicited and donated. We will update you as we go, but that is our first prize trophy. Um, will be a Sweaty Gigante model. It will be painted by Billy and shipped out to our first place overall winner. And then also as a show, what we've decided to do as a donation is that the person who donates the largest uh, amount as part of the donation process, not only will they be uh, a guest on Countercharge, but they will be a guest host 
and they will be able to help us develop an episode, like whatever they want us to talk about or whatever army review they want to help co-host. They'll take part in the, the in the show development. They'll take part in the recording of the show. So really, it will be a great opportunity for someone not only to be a guest on Countercharge, but see a little bit behind the scenes of how the show works. And, and maybe they'll take Mark Zielinski's place. So, you know, we're always looking. <laughs> we're always looking to interview people. Yeah, but we're happy to offer that as an additional prize. So um, please do um, take part in this great event. More so um, the, the <laughs> on the games, um, they will be streamed um, thanks to our friends at Dash 28. Um, and we've also scheduled some commentary to go along with that. Um, and one thing that's really struck, stuck out to us is as we've gone on just a few short days of making this, um, how the community has come together. And I think that it's a fitting tribute to Jesse and um, the game that he loves so much. And I think that's really awesome that you're given an opportunity for um, people maybe who don't want to play in the UB tournament, right, can still donate or still watch the streams or still take part in that, you know. So I know that that would make Jesse happy to have as many people, uh, you know, to, to become part of the event and not just have, not just to play in it, to be part of it, but be able to, to, to be part of this thing without necessarily having to play. Yeah, absolutely. We wanted, we wanted to give everyone as many options as possible to participate and join in, in the celebration and, uh, tribute to Jesse. So figured this would be the best way to do so. And we're hoping that uh, as much of the community is able to make it out to join us as possible. And for those that aren't, the Dash 28 games will be up on their channel and uh, can be viewed at later dates as well. So you guys mentioned that there's going to be a special mammoth character. Is that something that everyone in the tournament is going to, is going to have basically in their army? So yeah, all armies are going to have access to Pizza Jesus' personal Pulpabile. For anyone familiar with Jesse and the Ogre community, he made it his end goal to ensure that mammoths got the special rule strider. And as you'll notice on their profile today, it was something that he was able to accomplish. So in the theme of the tournament, we wanted to make a special monster fitting for Pizza Jesus. And this mammoth is going to give a six-inch Strider aura to all friendly units. Uh, he's going to count as a core unit within your army. And as a result, will be affected by all friendly auras. So Inspire, Rally, etc. So you can make some pretty fun builds using him. And will be a valid target for any of our uh, spells within your army. Um, he's not going to count towards your unlocks for the tournament, so you're going to be able to exceed the maximum two monsters. And um, in terms of attrition score, he's going to count as 250 points towards the uh, the end attrition scores. And is is he going to be something you have like on top of your normal pointed army list, or do you have to buy him, or he'll he'll just kind of fit on top of your your regular army? Yeah, absolutely. So he's going to be a free inclusion in all lists. So it's an 1800 point tournament for your core. And then all units will be, or all armies rather, will be provided this special monster at no cost. Awesome. And I see you guys are going to be using the, the Northern King scoring system. And then are you just going to be using scenarios out of the book? Uh, yes. Yeah, we decided to go with the Northern Kings, as that's been the traditional score system used throughout Called Arms. And uh, given the amount that we've been playing on UB recently, it just seemed like a, uh, a fitting way to go forward with it as 
it's one of the more common systems being used. Uh, in terms of scenarios, we will be just using standard scenarios from the core Kings of War rulebook. Uh, we've got three scenarios planned for the day. The first one will be push. Uh, it'll be played with three tokens, uh, all standard scoring rules. Second is going to be pillage. Uh, that scenario, we're going to be playing with six tokens. And the final round of the day will be control. Uh, we'll have pre-made maps made for all of these rounds. Um, people will be able to find the names of them within the player pack itself. And I know you guys have you, you, you put a post up in the Kings of War Universal Battle 2 Facebook group. But you said, um, Keith, are you guys also going to be putting some stuff up in Fanatics or just to kind of get the word out on how people can sign up? Yeah, so we put it out on Universal Battle 2, um, and uh, when this episode drops, um, it should be on Fanatics as well. Um, we're hoping for a good turnout and um, you know a good show of the positive energy of our community uh, to help Jesse and his family as much as possible. Um, in order to participate in the tournament, um, you'll need Universal Battle 2 to make sure that that's downloaded. Um, payment options start from you know, $5, um, a digital PDF or image to send to us via Easy Army. Um, uh, a link is included as well to update your list too. Um, and registering um, on tabletop.to uh, where the scoring and the rankings will be posted between each round. And then finally making sure that you have Discord. Um, so all the normal tools for playing an online game of UB, um, but ones that we'll be using for our tournament. You know, I think he would have liked that, Rob. I mean, um, to have an event, you know, Jesse was such an event guy, and I know it really, everything he's gone through in the last year, I know that he wanted to try to get out to some events, and I know we had hoped to have him out to a West Coast event before this craziness, but unfortunately, just we had a, a once-in-a-generation pandemic hit at the worst possible time. But I know he would be happy that this this would be going on. Okay, so as far as looking for the player pack or logistics on how to sign up, Jesse, um, what's the best way for people who are interested in playing in the tournament to reach out to you guys or find that info? Yeah, the easiest way would be to track down the event on Facebook. It is the Sweaty Gigante UB2 Tournament. All of the event pack and information is in the description there. And we'll also include all of the important links in the show notes for this episode. Yeah, and that's just Sweaty Gigante, and then the letter U, and then B, and then the number two tournament. Just search on Facebook, and you'll find the event page. I'm looking at it right now, Saturday, February 20th. It's got all the info, um, got some posts by Keith with the PayPal information is on there too, along with the Venmo information as far as the donations are concerned. So that's all on that uh, Facebook event page as well. So as of the recording of this episode, and one not even a day after posting, we're up to over $250 in donations. So let's keep up that energy and that momentum. You guys are great. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, you know, I mean, there's no way to make, I mean, it's pretty hard to, to try to make people feel better at a time like this. But, I mean, any stuff like that that could help the logistical stuff and then also to go to the cause that was close to him. Um, I know uh, uh, 
Jesse loves cats. He had lots of cats. Um, I know he had said he had named one cat Rashad because he had one cat especially that loved cheese. So I know that he was a, a lover of pets. Um, so it's good to see that stuff go to his family and then his family can kind of use that money for the causes he cared about and for any expenses that they have. So, well, we're going to take a break. And on the other side, uh, we're going to share a few memories about Jesse and then talk about some other great um, announcements uh, in his memory. We'll be right back. Woman, where's my super suit? Why do you need to know? And we are back. Um, so another uh, announcement that we have um, in honor of Jesse is, as many as you of you know, um, Kings of War has the U.S. Master System. We've talked about it on the show a bunch, where the the country's divided into eight regions, and those regions um, each year send players to uh, the U.S. Masters. Um, Jesse was always uh, a tournament player at Kings of War, and really prided himself on qualifying qualifying for Masters when he did, and um, not only being a fun community guy, but being just a real solid general and a great tabletop gamer. Um, so, in lieu of that. Um, Myself and the other Masters region chairs got together thinking about what can we do as far as the Masters organization to honor Jesse. And I know one of Jesse's proudest moments was when he won the sports award for the Masters in Chicago, right? In 2018, so the Masters for the 2017 year. Um, He won first place in sportsmanship. And I know he always um, prided himself, and I think this is something great that you can play at a high level and also get good sportsmanship scores, that those two things don't have to be mutually exclusive, that you can have a great game and then also play really competitively. And I think in many ways, Jesse personified that attitude of of being a nice, funny guy and also playing really, really well. Um, so the Masters Committee has gotten together, and we've decided to rename the master's sportsmanship award in jesse's honor we're still working on what that award is specifically going to be called Um, we really would love to have some feedback from from his family and deciding what they want that award to be called but uh, henceforth henceforth moving forward the sportsmanship award at the u.s masters will be um an award in the honor of jesse um and i think that uh it will be good for us to be able to have that fellowship and be able to kind of deal with his passing, but also be able to look at it in a way that we can remember him, um, remember his humor, remember um, his ability to bring people together and to make people laugh. And, and you know, sort of behind that sort of outward comic was a really smart, um, articulate, really talented gamer. And that's something I know that I'll always remember about Jesse is all of the, the, the humor, but also the fact that he was just a top-notch general as well. Um, and really personify that, uh, that, that idea that in our hobby, you can be competitive and you can also be a nice person and that those two things can go together. So I know, Rob, I was really excited for us to be able to do that moving forward. Um, and I know we've talked about uh, getting a, a, a Jesse-themed trophy and name and all that stuff and info is is more to follow. But um, I know as the Masters Committee, we were really excited to be able to announce that that award now will be in his honor. 
That was really well said, Jeremy. I'm, oh my god, I'm so emotional. Yeah, that was excellent. That's the real the, the magic, the secret sauce of our hobby is when you can combine the intellectual satisfaction and stimulation that it takes to, to take part in a war game, but you bridge that with the community and fellowship of building relationships and friendships. And Jesse was an ambassador for those things uh, of trying to to and you know, growing up a big guy myself, the thing that you 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 develop as a as as a big guy is you develop a sense of humor, because you have to deal with so much crap and so much BS and and basically you have to find a way to survive in the world when you're when you're like that, and one of the ways you do is you you survive in that world by developing. Uh, a sense of humor and a wit. And um, he was just such a sharp, loving person that I think anyone, I think there's a reason why as a, as, as a family, and I view us in miniature war game, especially in Kings of War as a family, why so many of us are truly moved by this moment is because he was such a, an open, loving person. Um, and it, 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 it's not surprising when I'm hearing how many people share share stories, and I and I imagine over the next weeks and months and and years we'll 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 continue this sort of mourning process as we commiserate with each other about uh, our love of Jesse and what he meant to us. Is that you're going to hear so many different stories, yet those those stories always share that same DNA, the the same thread that's consistent, which is that he was a loving, honorable hilarious funny person um and it's and, and, and that should be cherished not just in our community our wargaming community but it's something that should be cherished in, in our society that that it's good to be kind and it's good to be funny and it's good to be loving and that even when we have different ideas or we disagree doesn't mean that we can't all be part of one family ultimately i think we're all going to have time to reflect uh, in, in the near future. But, you know, I think we've said a lot about Jesse. I think the one thing that uh, sticks with me is his, the kid was like a 12 year old at times, right? Like he never lost that, that wonder. I, and we're going to share at the end of the show. I'm going to, I'm going to add uh, the very first time Jesse was on uh, counter charge five years ago. And, I hope what you can get, what you'll get from that is how excited he was. Yeah, you know, it's that exuberance, you know, and I think this is what also made Jesse such a great teacher is passion is infectious. Passion and love spreads so much easier than hate. And that's one of the things where it's like, we got to find a way to to live that love and live that passion because just how things are 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 steamrolling and building the opposite way we can just make a choice to say we're going to turn it on its end and we're going to be passionate and we're going to be positive and we're going to love each other and i think that that passion that you're talking about rob that's what was so infectious around him and just being in his presence you know there's a special uh few people in your life when you look back on your on the story of your life when you can say just being around this person affected me you know just being in their presence made my life better or made me happier and he was just that kind of guy that you just just being around him um uh would just make your life better i mean at the end of the day 
I think we would, when we're looking back on our lives, I think we all want to have the impact that Jesse's had. Yeah, you want you you, you want to feel that you've made, you've had the ability to affect positive change in your life, whether it's in your career or your friendships or whatever. You want to feel like your your short time on this planet mattered, and it it mattered to not just yourself, but it mattered to other people. And I mean, I only knew Jesse for my short time in Kings of War, so four years. And all I can say is that he mattered a great deal to me. Well, maybe to add a little levity, we can go around and I'm sure we all have a Jesse story. I mean, I think probably the one that's stood out the most is um, the couple, but um, at Adepticon at Mantic Night. Um, so this would be Adepticon 2019. Um, Mantic does their Mantic night, right? Where you go, they have drink coupons. You listen to, um, uh, the spiel, like, you know, what's coming out. Ronnie does his thing. And like, you, you know, uh, I would somehow, I ended up with like seven drink coupons. (laughs) Somehow people were just giving me their drink coupons. So I had like seven or eight drinks and they're getting ready for the the whole spiel. And I sit down, and Jesse sits down right behind right behind me, and just the whole mantic night for whatever the hour, he's just going at like a, a not so much a whisper, but just loud enough so that I could hear him. And he's just doing his Jesse commentating, like like the one mastercrafted video when he's talking about like the mantic employees and the Clash of Kings, like elf guy and ogre guy, you done good. He's just doing that, and I am just like losing my mind and i know keith randall's looking at me laughing hysterically as i'm laughing you know uh everyone is just laughing hilariously until and then community pat fell asleep and then keith randall took a picture of like community pat with the glasses and the hat and then he said that to me and it was like oh man it was just i never laughed so hard in my life um anytime jesse's talking about armies on camera and he's got dinosaurs in his hand. <laughs> you know, I mean, though I'm sure some of us have seen it, right? Where he just uh yeah, he's 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 quite the character. So, yeah, he's definitely going to be missed. Um I don't know, you know, it's like a, it's a void that uh, you know, we we have in our community and hopefully I don't think one individual will, will be able to fill that that hole, but if we can collectively <laughs> maybe uh fill his shadow uh, the community, the community would be better for it. Yeah, it's trying to find out like what, what, like what did he stand for, and live that, you know. And like you said, it's not going to be an an easy thing to 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 go go through. Um, you know, I don't know if, if Keith or Jesse also, if the, if they have a memory that they want to share, you know, go yeah. for it, guys. Absolutely, um, I'm more of a testament of Jesse's influence and reach outside of the local community uh when i first started out in the hobby i was playing ogres and i was essentially just scouring the internet and facebook looking for as much information that i could to try and better my play style and get a better grasp of what kings of war was and when i stumbled across the ogres um group on facebook every time i sounded off a question or i was trying to look for something it was just it always seemed to be jesse coming up and giving me all the answers i need and all the advice and the more i looked into it i stumbled across the mastercrafted channel and i immediately hit subscribe on that and just any time a new video was coming out or anything i was just 
plugged in and just scouring through it, laughing my ass off the entire time because anyone that's seen any of the battle reports know that when Jesse's on tabletop, it doesn't matter if he's getting his teeth kicked in or just absolutely dominating. It is one of the most entertaining battle reports available. And just seeing the influence that he had on the community and following along on all of the different comment threads, it was incredible to see the effect that he had on the community. And that's always been what has made tabletop wargaming such a large part of my life is the community that develops from it and the individuals that rise to the top to really bring that sense of family and inclusion are what drives it home for me and what keeps it alive. And clearly Jesse is one of the people that we can thank for in the Kings of War community that really helped grow and build it to where it is today. And it's far better off for knowing him. And I think even after his passing, we'll continue to uh, bring new people in and show them what is capable of this community. Jesse was the most welcoming person you could ever hope to know. Uh, the very first time I logged into a Kings of War chat, which can be kind of intimidating with, you know, 20 people yelling inside jokes in a game that you, you're just starting and you barely know, uh, we were talking about Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and it was like this little, the first boss of the game, basically, I could not beat it. And then this random guy just yells, he's like, you know what, log off right now. Like, what? He calls me, just direct, you know, Facebook Messenger calls me. And he's like, all right, we're going to kill this piggy, and I'm going to show you how to do it. And like, this guy I had never met before, but just seen videos of him. Like, we were best friends for 10 years. He's yelling while I'm, like, playing this video game, and he's like, what's going on? Have you killed him yet? And we're laughing, and my wife is very confused about what's going on. And just, he gave that infectious energy that even a guy like, I had known him for all of two minutes and he's already called me on the phone and we're beating a video game together and just laughing and talking. And um, there's not that many people in the world who can just that energy and that sense of that can form connections so quickly. And Jesse was one of these, those people and we are going to miss him dearly, you know, from those who have only seen him virtually to people who have been best friends with him for a long time. He's going to be missed. Uh, greatly for his contributions to our community as a person. I mean, I remember in Chicago, which was, you know, the, the second Kings of War Masters, but was my first, my first U.S. Masters. You know, I had been doing the show a little bit, and Jesse and I just decided that we were going to play a, a, a one of my, you know, now infamous, like, 17 practice games that Friday night before day one of U.S. Masters. And I remember I, I kind of knew people, but I didn't really know, you know what I mean? I knew some from the show, but I hadn't really gone to many... Um, uh, I hadn't really got out there in the scene as drastically or as much as now. And I remember that first night I was going to have some dinner and I was just sort of kind of like going to go have dinner by myself. Um, and Jesse's like, come on, man, let's just go get some food, bro. Come on, let's do it. And we had dinner. And just like what Keith was saying, it was just like this person who I had met 20 minutes ago or an hour ago, or whatever it was. And he's like your best friend. And I think there are people who do that who you immediately can be like BS. It's not on it's not authentic, right? Where it's like, oh, you're just fake. But for him, it's it's who he was, and that sincerity 
and that true to yourself and all the way up until the, like the end of, of that dark humor and just being being his his true authentic self to me as someone who tries strives to do that in my own life i really looked up to him in that ability to truly be authentic and he could just go he he just had this ability to just rift on things right i remember we were on after dark one night and we were joking about sweaty gigante and the next thing you know we had planned planned this full season arc for a Dawson's Creek style drama called Sweaty Gigante High where Sweaty was like the love interest and then you had the the dark elf lord on the black dragon was like the football player quarterback and then you had the the green lady was the love interest and then you had the like ogres were the linemen and we had created this whole this whole like the phoenix was the hot girl who has glasses and you don't realize she's hot until she takes the glasses off you know and next thing you know we had like sweaty gigante high like whole planned out and uh i'd been painting for next thing i knew i painted for three hours talking with jesse about uh his ideas for uh a netflix uh 13 episode sweaty gigante high limited series well i want to thank jesse and keith uh for coming on you know definitely once the event happens we'll have you guys back i would love to hear you know how the fundraising went you know who wins the tournament we're, we're happy to be on you know we shared just a few memories of Jesse here as as a for, sort of like a first step in our 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 journey as we grieve his loss. So I imagine in in the months to follow, more stories will rise to the surface and we'll share share our remembrances and loss and love and uh, all the emotions that we're going to be feeling about Jesse and. You know, feel free to post on the Countercharge Facebook page your own memories of Jesse, or if you want to come on the show and talk about it, just let Rob or myself know. So I think the way we'll end the show is we, we've got a clip that we we recorded with Jesse and a couple of other guys from West Virginia back at the first Manticon event held in uh, Chapel Hill, Tennessee, but way back in 2016. So we're talking five years ago. And I just remember around 2015, the summer of, we're like, okay, we're all in on Kings of War and this is going to be a thing. But it wasn't until I met Jesse that following spring that I realized that, oh, okay, people do listen. And he was just so excited to, to, to meet us and to talk to us. And, and it was like, well, the feeling is mutual because, right, I mean, the show is about the community, right? Like, it, it's the people that make the show. We just we just blabber on the mic and just kind of, you know, report results and maybe uh, uh, talk about how to clean your, your paintbrush. But really, it's the, it's the folks that actually give us the subject matter to make it successful. And uh, we were best friends from, like, that first conversation. And I think when you hear this, it's not a very long clip. It's 10 minutes or so. I think you'll come away with an appreciation of uh, Jesse knew who he was. I think he also, I even if he wouldn't demonstrably say this or like explicitly say it, he knew the aura that he that he or the impact that he had on the community. And I think he he always wanted it to be a positive one, and and it was. So you know, I think the best way we can end the show is we'll we'll let Jesse end the show. So with that, we'll turn it over to Jesse. Rob here, and I'm here with the West Virginia Boys. Why don't we start by introducing yourself, where you're from, give us a little background on uh, you as K and Kings of War. All right, I'm uh, Jesse, I'm Charleston, West Virginia. I'm the Pathfinder for this Motley band. Uh, we've only been playing since, I want to say, September. We tried it at Origins 
Uh, Mike um, introduced us to it. Mike uh, Carter. Yeah, Mike Carter. Uh, we tried it. We had a lot of fun. We brought it back. Uh, it exploded. We have eight to ten regular players. We've had up to 14. Um, we're having a blast. All of us are, I want to say, we're not old, but we're veterans. We've played G any GW game, Battlefleet Gothic, Mordheim. Um, we're, a lot of us are in the privateer press games. So we're having a lot of fun with it. Um, we hope to continue. This is our first really big tournament. We did one in Dayton with Mike and his crew. We had a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah. So how far of a drive is it? Uh, it is about six and a half hours, not counting a, a ill-advised detour through Nashville. What army did you bring? Uh, I brought goblins. I call them the Blue Oyster Club because they don't fear the Reaper. And you guys came in last night and played. The, so if those who don't know, Manticon's got two bonus games, Friday night and Sunday, which can be used as mulligans to race, replace one of the four scores from today. So walk us through game one, how it went, and then walk us through game two. All right, game one was kill. Um, I had my goblins. I played against a really awesome guy. He had ba uh, not Basileans. thought they were Basileans. It was actually Brotherhood. Yeah, Todd Perkins, great guy. Um, I kind of murder-deathed him. He rolled in, and I just... I rolled hot, really. Sure, trombones do. Yeah, we. I introduced them to the trombones. I, I've made mine to where they look like shotguns because it's West Virginia and that's how we roll. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I introduced them to uh, shotguns. I introduced them to a legion rab and you know, a legion of rabble, which their sole purpose is to die, but it takes them a while, and it, it was not so good. I did really well. Um, second game, quite the reverse. Played against. Um, um, I have to remember. I'm I'm terrible with names, but. Um, we, it was, yeah, cool guy. Because he was, he has a beautifully painted Night Stalker army. Like it's, yeah, it is really amazing. Cool. Like it made me feel bad, but it's not so bad to lose a game as long as it's a beautifully painted army. Yeah. So it was invade. Um, did not do so hot. There was a couple. I don't want to do the cliche blame dice, but there's one specific points. I rolled double ones, but I got Mantic bucks, so I'm not complaining. How many points did you get? Uh, I only got five. But he beat me like it was like beat me by like 500 points, and so that's because he, he got 25 points for winning. I got five for losing as far as tournament points. I want to say he got like seven. I, I can't remember. He got like 500 more points than me across the table though, and that's how he got the major victory. So it, if that didn't, it was literally one roll, and I was just like, oh. So, so the good news is that you stomped Todd last night which means you can now replace the score from this morning. Yeah, that's not so bad. I did really good last night because it's kill. Goblins do that well. So I don't feel so bad. This is the one scenario I, I feared because goblins, I have a lot of shooting with the, the war trombones and the shooters and the war machines. So it, it's not it's not a huge deal. I like the fact I have a mulligan. I don't have to obsess like, oh, well, I'm terrible. It, it didn't upset my entire tournament. or you know, I still have a chance, a, a fighting chance, so to speak. So what do you think of the venue, the tournament? You said this is your first big tournament. What do you think? Yeah, this is my first big Kings of War tournament. Um, I, I like it. It's it's nice. It's a nice spot. It's got a little restaurant, a little hotel. It's a state park. Um, it's, it's really good. Just just little things. It's I, I don't know how to put it. I guess if you've played GW games, you know what I'm talking about. It's not like a company's putting on an event. It's like a bunch of gamers came together to have fun. 